porn, IRS audits, and a sell-everything warning from a massive international bank. Today's show is a doozy, my friends. I'm Brian Ellis. This is episode 185. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you. Get ready for another dose of predictably profitable thinking. Hey, a special note. Tomorrow is episode number one of a new SDI podcast called SDI Money Law. Hosted by attorney Tim Barry, this show is powerful and unique. You see, affluence and wealth are certainly blessings, but they're not blessings without cost. The affluent person or family faces challenges that the less affluent are not even aware of, and many of those challenges are of either a financial or legal nature. That's what SDI Money Law is all about. It's the only podcast that focuses exclusively on the intersection of the law and your money, and it has a very simple goal, to teach you to use every advantage the law allows for making better profits, protecting those profits from wealth vampires, and passing that wealth to future generations. In short, it's all about using the law to be a better steward of your financial blessings. The host, Attorney Tim Barry, is an incredibly sharp attorney with clients ranging from normal affluent people all the way up to people who have three commas in their net worth number. Yeah, think about that one. <laughs> he has extraordinary expertise in three areas, tax law, high-end asset protection, and self-directed retirement accounts. And as it turns out, all three of those areas are quite heavily related. In tomorrow's show, you're going to learn how to save $25,000 on last year's tax bill. So be sure to tune in. To get a notice about that show, text the word SDI Money Law with no spaces or periods to 33444. Again, text the word SDI Money Law with no spaces or periods to 33444. Okay, people, porn, IRS audits, and an incredibly dire prediction from a major bank. Where to begin? (laughs) Let's go with porn. Actually, that one's all about the IRS, too. The IRS recently did an audit of disciplinary practices for its employees. The very notion of discipline at the IRS brings up some big questions for me, as I wonder what exactly constitutes unacceptable behavior to the IRS on behalf of its employees, as I'm hearing more and more reports of the IRS returning to the bad old days of very heavy-handed tactics during audits. Anyway, in this disciplinary practices audit, it was revealed that an attorney at the IRS viewed sexually explicit material on his computer for two to three hours a day for a period of four months. Let's see, one month has about 20 work days, four months is 80 work days, 80 work days times three hours a day. Let's see, that's 240 hours. 240 hours viewing porn at the IRS by one of their attorneys. That's a whopping six whole work weeks in aggregate of this guy getting his jollies at the expense of you and me as taxpayers. What was that expense? Well, based on standard pay tables, it's safe to say his salary was at minimum $100,000 a year. Thus, using the most conservative analysis possible, this guy was paid over $11,500 to act like a dirtbag during work hours. But don't worry, the IRS really came down hard on him. They suspended him for a whopping three days. Now, the report didn't say if the suspension was with or without pay, but what do you figure that guy did during those three days? (laughs) 
But hey, at the end of the day, this gives us all a new strategy to consider during audits. Make sure that the revenue agent you're facing is bombarded with voluminous amounts of porn during your audit. Maybe the three hours a day they'll lose to smut surfing will accrue to your benefit. <laughs> On to a much more serious topic. RBS, the Royal Bank of Scotland, a huge bank with over a trillion dollars in assets and revenues north of $15 billion a year and over 100,000 employees. Well, they issued a particularly dire warning. Their suggestion? Sell everything. RBS is predicting a cataclysmic year and is recommending that their clients sell everything except for high-quality bonds. Their fear for their clients is the return of their capital rather than a return on their capital. And RBS, along with a few others, has said that they think this year is setting up very similarly to 2008. Sounds pretty awful, doesn't it? Well, here's the thing. I don't buy it. Yes, I think this year could be pretty turbulent in the conventional financial markets. The Chinese stock market is in horrible disarray and is being made far worse by the Chinese government's insistence on manipulating their markets. The U.S. stock market has already fallen by more than 1,000 points this year with just 13 days into the new year. And oil prices are absolutely free-falling, though the immediate impact of that for you and me is distinctly positive. But here's why I don't buy it. There are certainly some negative forces at work in the world economy and here in the United States, no doubt about it, and I do expect the U.S. stock market to have a really rough time this year, but I don't see a single cataclysm-level driver for destroying the markets like existed back then. Back then, everything came to a head at once for the mortgage crisis and the broader economy. Hey, here's the harsh truth. It really wasn't that bad even back then. It was scary, but even according to the St. Louis Fed, mortgage defaults never exceeded about 11%. That means that even at the worst of times, 89% of mortgages in America were being paid as agreed. Think about that in your own portfolio. If 89% of your investments performed exactly as expected, but 11% of them hit a rough patch, not total loss, just a rough patch, you'd probably be just fine, probably even happy. But I digress, as government math isn't real math, and real people are invariably smarter than our friends in Washington. Now, I do see turbulence ahead for the stock market because I really do believe that the Fed will be shown to be a paper tiger as the only real tool they have, interest rate adjustments, will do nothing to spur the economy. But what about those of you investing in real assets like real estate or precious metals or even other paper-based assets that you really control like private loans or even real businesses? Well, the wisdom of ownership of real assets always comes to the fore in times of economic weakness, and I suspect this time will be no different. But recall the standard used by wise self-directed investors for making investments. Every asset must be simple and safe and strong. This is a time for prudence. Part of the safety standard should be this. Is there a margin for error? In other words, if the U.S. stock market really melts down, does that inherently mean your portfolio will suffer? If oil trades down to $20 a barrel or even back up to $150 a barrel, what would that mean for you? These questions matter, my friends. Here's my advice. Boring investments that throw off cash will win the day. Boring cash producers. Boring cash producers. Boring cash producers. That's what you should be looking to in 2016. But never fear, my friends. Boring doesn't mean unprofitable. In fact, we're getting ready to do a major capital push into one of the most boring markets I know of. We're going to buy a lot of rental property in this market and rent it out. Why? We can collect nearly 20% of the property price every single year, and those rents won't be affected even slightly in the event of economic cataclysm. But the market we're doing this in is boring. I'll bet nobody's ever visited this place to vacation, and you probably would never brag to your friends about the locale, but the numbers are very, very sexy. You definitely brag about the numbers. Want to know more? 
Well, join me right here on SDI Radio for our next episode on Friday, and I'll tell you all about it. And to be notified about that episode when it's available, text the word SDI Radio with no spaces or periods to 33444 right now. And in the meantime, invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 